0: matt eberflus is trying to keep the ship from sinking in chicago he says the team is close and they just need to keep the faith but my question is close to what and keep the faith in whom
1: you are locked on bears your daily chicago bears podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We really appreciate everyone who makes Locked On Bears their first listen every single day. Our everydayers are what we love about doing this podcast, and especially those of you with the Locked On Bears Insiders Group. Of we'll more goodies on that coming up shortly. But first, on the show today, we talk about the response, right? 0-3-3. Oh, We know everything's bad. We know the sky is falling. We feel like the clock is ticking on this current Bears coaching staff and maybe the wider regime. But they still got 14 games left. They got to try and hold things steady and see through to the end of the season and try and get as much as they can out of each and every game from here on out, if if for anything, to save their jobs. And so Matt Eberflus comes out and says, Hey, man, Bears, I think we're pretty close. I think we're close. I think this is about to come together, despite... I think a lot of us feeling evidence to the contrary, but also says, got to keep the faith, got to keep trusting that this is going to work. So we'll hear from Matt Eberflus on that and, you know, certainly we'll hear him out, but maybe also poke some holes in what we're hearing and not hearing from the head coach when it comes to having faith and trust in this coaching staff without a lot of evidence to necessarily justify it or back it up at this point. And we'll look at, okay, well, where might they be close and why... Maybe, just maybe some things will end up in their favor where we'll get some false hope at the very least, or maybe some semblance of a turnaround from here without fully buying back into everything that the Eberfluss regime is selling us. Because, like, of course, when you're 0 3 and you just got embarrassed by the Kansas City Chiefs, no one's going to come out and no, no head coach is going to come out and say, Yeah, we suck. <laughs> like, like, oh, yep, season's over. You know, we're screwed. Guys, we just got to give up, pack it in, mail it in for next season. Of course, like, of course, you're going to come out and say the things that you need to say in order to, you know, keep hope and keep, you know, faith and keep mentality going forward and keep people bought in into you. I mean, you got to keep your job, let alone also you do want to win football games in addition to keep your job. And those things go hand in hand. But, you know, I don't know. It feels like when you're 0-3 this season and have won, what is it, 13 games in a row? Or sorry, one. And have lost... 13 games in a row, the the arguments start to fall a little bit more flat and start to feel a little bit more hollow without some kind of real substance behind them. But let's hear what Matt Iberflus has to say and kind of break it down from there.
1: As the, as the head coach, how do you retain their buy-in? How do you retain their attention when the successes have been so rare? Yeah, you just got to have belief. You know, you got to have belief in each other. You got to have belief in the coaches, belief in the players, belief in the man sitting next to you, and you know the work that we put in on, you know every single day, and uh, knowing that we're going to get better, and uh, knowing that you know history shows you that in the NFL, if you if you do that, if you're able to have the stamina to push through obstacles and push through adversity, good things are going to happen, and there's countless examples of that uh, in the history of the NFL. Um, you know our 2018 Colts team was that way, right? We were one in five. Right. And everybody was looking at us like, you know, not a very good team. Right. You just keep doing right over and over again, one play at a time. And then you, you run off nine nine in a row or whatever that might be. And, you know, this team is different, but, you know, we'll see where it is. But it's a, it's about being a group that's determined, that's focused, right, that has the stamina to push through adversity. But you got to do it together because you got to play better complementary football together offense, defense, kicking, and but again, it still comes down to the individual man focusing on his details at his position to making sure he's got those right, and then the position group, then the unit, then the team. To some extent,
0: the Chicago Bears players don't have much choice other than to keep the faith like and to trust in your coaches and your teammates because what is your alternate choice? Give up? You're just going to pack it in for the rest of the season? I mean, I guess you know you could be injured and go on injured reserve, I guess. But, but I mean, in lieu of completely leaving the team or something and just not playing at all the rest of the season, if you're going to keep playing and keep trying to earn, you know, your next contract as an individual player, you might as well have faith and trust because you're not going to be successful if you don't trust your coaching staff, right? I mean, you can't have a successful team if you're not trusting each other and the guy is giving you the direction, even if maybe you don't, you know, deep, deep down, really fully believe in them, you, like you have nothing, you have no other choice but to like roll with it at the very least for the rest of the season. Although I can see where it's hard when again, you haven't won anything, you won three games under this coaching staff. And it's not like, you know, that this offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, for example, you know, this, he's, this is like a first time NFL offensive coordinator in this role and passing game coordinating stuff with the Green Bay, but first time, like full-time solo play caller, right? It's not like you have this big track record where you can go, well, he's been such a good offensive coordinator here, here, and here, so we should really trust that he's telling us the right thing. And same with Eberflus as a defensive coordinator. Like, the Colts' defenses, I mean, we don't need to spend a bunch of time rehashing those Colts' defenses, but there were certainly some ups and downs. And he talked about it, you know, 2018. They started 1-5. and uh, They would go on, they didn't win 9 in a row like he had mentioned, but they won what I think it was Nine out of the next 10. There was one loss in the middle there. So like, yes, he can point to the teams he's been a part of have been, have gotten hot before after starting slow. But at least that Iberflues team in 2018, you know, started one and one. They did get a win early in the season. And of course, like, that's a very different team with a different coaching staff and a different set of players and a different set of circumstances. And a guy named Andrew Luck under center. Like, you know, that that can go a long way when a team's starting one and five to have a guy like Andrew Luck also throwing to a wide receiver like T.Y. Hilton while still having guys like Shaq Leonard and others on that defense. Like, again, not here to, like, compare the Bears and the Colts per se, but just to say, like, yeah, just because one team went from one and five to ten and six doesn't mean that he can just pull that out of his hat again and do it again. So it feels very understandable for the team, if I were a player on the team, which I'm not saying anybody specifically is, but if I were a player on the team to start questioning that, some of that trust and that faith, am I really getting good coaching? Should I put all my trust and faith in this coaching staff, these guys to put me in the best position to be successful? Are my teammates doing everything they can, or am I out here putting my body on the line? Well, I feel like everyone around me is not necessarily doing the same or up to the same standard. Nonetheless, Matt Eberflus still has confidence, still has faith, still thinks this Bears team is close. And I want to kind of get further into close to what? And what might be the signs that maybe, maybe they are close to something? We'll take a look at what that might look like next on Locked on Bears. If you take a look at what you look like and maybe aren't super satisfied with your hair, well, our friends at Nutrafolio, are here to help because NutriFol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair with no drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Whether we're talking, you know, on the top of your head or not, NutriFol is here to help with, with growth supplements that use physician formulated natural science backed ingredients. Go to Nutrafol.com men to take their hair health wellness quiz and identify causes of your thinning hair. Well, then NutriFol will then personalize your plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter in our promo code Locked On NFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. Dot com slash men and enter the promo code locked on NFL neutral slash men promo code locked on NFL. So the Chicago Bears, they need to keep the faith. They need to trust in their coaching staff and their teammates and come together and believe harder that they're going to win. It feels a little bit Ted Lasso like, you know, b- believe, right? You know, point to the sign, believe. But I, I don't know. Matty Berflus doesn't quite feel quite like Ted Lasso, and this team doesn't quite feel like name of the team from Ted Lasso. It's not Wrexham FC. That's the other one, isn't it? Brooker, I'm not. I'm not up on my Ted Lasso, and it's soccer, not not American football. There, but it's it's not even a real British team, is it? Anyway, not the point. The point being, like, the Bears feel like they need a little bit more than. Than faith and trust right like they need better coaching like they need better instruction they need better scheme they need better play calling like to me it feels a little bit like not not like excuses not like you know kicking down the blame but like Matt Eberflus doesn't come out in there and say like hey we need to coach them better right or hey we need to change what we're play calling. We need to change our schemes. We need to find something different because what we're doing is not working. Instead, the message is what we're doing will work and it's going to work and we just need to stick with it a little bit harder, a little bit farther, a little bit more, keep focusing and keep doing the things that we're doing because trust us, it hasn't worked for the last 13 games, but it's going to work eventually. It's going to start working soon, right? And the message here is that the bears are Close. Here's how Matt Iberflus describes it.
1: I do. I think. I think we're real close. I really do. I think. I, th- I know a lot of people say we're a lot. So it's, it's a far way away. I don't believe that. I think we're close, and, and I think that we just. That's more about the details of the individual person, and if we just keep doing that right, uh, right things are going to happen. Why do you more? think? Why do you think you're close? What's that? Why do you think you're close? Because I know I've seen it before. I've seen it. You know, I, I, like I said, when I was at the Colts, I saw it when I was, you know, back when I was at the DC at Missouri, you know, the first few years we weren't very good. And uh, that was hard. It was, it was hard business. You know, we were, you know, at the Colts, we were losing the teams we probably shouldn't have lost to to the begin. And same thing when I was back at Missouri, you know, and then all of a sudden, if you just keep doing right, okay. And, and keep your head down and focus on uh, what matters.
0: I think part of the problem here might just be sort of how. Matt Eberflus says it and, and sort of what he puts the emphasis in, in how he chooses to respond to some of these very legitimate questions. Like, of course, it's a real question. Like, hey, man, like, what? why haven't you figured this out yet? You know, the very real scrutiny here that needs some answers as to why is this team not better than it should be? And well, Matt Eberflus, we've, we've heard Matt Eberflus say we as coaches need to get better. Like, he does say that sometimes. But it's never, like, the lead point, right? It doesn't end up feeling a lot like accountability. Like, I, I don't know. I think there probably is more accountability there. I don't, I don't think – he's certainly not intentionally not blaming the coaches and trying to put it all on the players. Like, he's not – I don't believe him to be doing that intentionally. But the way he answers the questions – is all about okay. We got to focus on the details, and the players got to do the little things to get better. And we all got to be more focused and more pay more attention and, and work on the details. And and all and we gave all the players individual things for them to improve on. That's one of the things he said. Like, and if each player can have their best game, and then each position can have their best game, you'd be surprised how good this team can look if everybody is at their best. And that's all fine and dandy. But like, where's the like? It just feels like more of the he should spend more time taking the blame there. Like again, he's not. Putting the, he's not absolving himself of blame, but he's also not reminding us of the accountability there, right? It does feel to me like it's a lot of like, yeah, the players need to be more detailed. We need to, we need to like we need to improve on these little things and these individual things and the little things add up to the big things. And that might all be true and stuff, but like, where's the, yeah, I need to call better defense? I need I need to switch up my coverages. I need to adjust our defensive schemes. I need to blitz more, or I need to stunt more, or I need to get different guys in there, or offensively we need to change up the scheme like we don't get enough or very much of we get some but not enough of yeah the coaches need to be better too and that's where it becomes a little bit tough to have that faith and that trust and to feel like they're close because they're close to what Like they're close to their schemes working they're close to they're close to what winning games because it feels like when you're when you're 41 10 lost the chiefs it doesn't feel very close when you're 38 to 20 against the packers it doesn't feel like oh man if if they were just on these three details a little bit more, is the outcome of that game totally different? Even a 10-point loss to the Buccaneers, I mean maybe that was inflated by a pick six on a screen pass, but still like these are double-digit games, right? This is not the team is losing by 3 at the end. I mean we saw a bunch of one-score games last season. Last season is when it felt like they were close, right? When they lose to the when they lose to the Dolphins 35-32, they were close. You know, when you lose to the Lions 31-30. Man, you were close. When you lose to the Falcons, 27-24, the team was close last year. And that's kind of the whole point, right? It's like, yeah, they were close last year, and they needed to go from close to actually doing it, to winning, to success. And the fact that you're still at close means, at the at best, you're still where you were last year. But realistically, last year, you were closer. I mean, over these three games, you're, you're losing these games by 28 points, 10 points, and 31 points. Last season, you were losing... Games by one point, three point, seven points, right? That doesn't feel closer. Like, of course, we know the team is better this year. The team has more talent this year, but it doesn't feel like they're actually close to what a more consistent football play. Like we're seeing a couple of drives a game that look real good. And then the rest of the game is miserable. That's what it felt like against the Panthers. This is the Panthers, the Packers. That's what it felt like against the Buccaneers. That's what it felt like against the Chiefs. Like they'll put it together for a drive and fields will go six for six for 70 yards and a touchdown. It's like, whoa, that's that's the really good Bears team. Where, where are they the rest of the time, right? It's not like you're you're good for most of the game and have like a bad moment that makes you close, but no cigar, like it just doesn't feel like they're really that close. And I don't know how, you know, it just feels like Iberflus is, is, is gaslighting us a little bit. When he says they're close and I get it. Like they're seeing them be close at practice. And, and certainly like they know more about football than we do. They they're there. The players feel like they're close. And, and certainly like cleaning up a few details can go a long way, but it just falls a little bit empty when they really haven't looked close, even if they feel close and it doesn't feel like accountability. When you keep telling us, Hey, no, trust us. Believe us. We're going to figure it out. Believe in each other. Believe in the coaches. We're going to figure it out. Please. Like where again, that doesn't feel like, a, yeah, we've been bad. We need to be better. Like it's in there, but it's not really in there. I think what the Bears are actually close to is not all of a sudden becoming a great football team, but they're close to playing really bad opponents. And I think that's going to shape some of the narrative of the season moving forward from this point. And I think I want to make sure we get out ahead of it on the front end. So we're not looking back with hindsight and maybe get fooled or false hope or false confidence, or maybe just not seeing the bigger picture for what it really is. So we'll kind of look at, What's next to what the Bears are close to next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Now is the time to snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel because right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, literally a $5 bet on anything, and FanDuel is going to add an extra $200 right into your account. So if you want to bet $5 on this week's Bears game, the Bears are three and a half point Uh, uh, road underdogs, home underdogs, excuse me, three and a half point home underdogs against the Broncos on Sunday. The money line is Bears plus 140 if you pick the Bears straight up, and the over-under is set at 46 total points. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time to get in on the action. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. The Chicago Bears are close to getting their first win of the season, not because they're going to all of a sudden start playing well, but because they're going to all of a sudden start playing bad football teams. (laughs) You look at their schedule from here on out. You have the Denver Broncos, who are also 0-3 and just gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. Certainly, the Miami Dolphins are a very good football team, maybe the best team in the NFL. So it's not as though the Bears should expect to come in and be able to put up 70, but the Broncos also lost to a really bad Raiders team in week one, the only win for the Raiders so far this season. And they also lost to a Washington Commanders team that I don't think is nearly as good as their 2-1 and, run, two and one record would suggest. And they got absolutely smoked by the Buffalo Bills last week. Like the Broncos have lost to some bad teams. The Broncos are very bad. And we're going to talk to Lock-On Broncos on our Crossover Thursday podcast this week to find out just how bad. But this is a very winnable game for even this terrible Chicago Bears team. They should by God, help me beat the Denver Broncos. So you know what I mean? Like this Broncos team is a mess and the bears are also a mess and who can, whoever can be less of a mess is going to win that game. But that should be a winnable game against the Denver Broncos. Then you are having the Washington commanders on Thursday night football. And yes, they're two and one, but their offense is ranked 20th in the NFL. Their defense is ranked 27th in the NFL in terms of points. And they're not doing much better in the yardage stats. They've turned, the all, they've turned the ball over eight times in three games this season. They've been gashed through the ground and in the air defensively. Like they're, As much as like Sam Howell has shown some things to be encouraged about, he's also made plenty of mistakes and is still a young quarterback growing, and I'm not a huge believer in Washington in general. That's not to say that I think the Bears are going to come in and dominate the commanders or should be guaranteed to win that game. Heck, the Bears are underdogs to the Broncos. As we just heard from FanDuel, three-and-a-half-point underdogs on FanDuel. So like, this is not... Uh, This is not a Bears team that should be confident playing any team. But your next four games, Broncos, Commanders, Vikings, Raiders. None of those teams are any good. Vikings are also winless. Raiders are one and two. Their only win against the Denver Broncos. Like we already mentioned, like these are four teams on their schedule that are not going to make the playoffs. I mean, maybe by some miracle, the Vikings figured out. And I guess the Commanders never say never. But like, these are four teams that are not Kansas City Chiefs level. These are four teams that are not... Dare I say even Tampa Bay Buccaneers level, although I don't think the Buccaneers are really all that good as the Eagles helped demonstrate for us on Monday Night Football. But regardless, like, the Bears should win at least one of these next four games, Broncos, Commanders, Vikings, Raiders, maybe even two of them. Uh, Possibly three, but I'd be surprised if you get to three. But you know, if you win two of the next four, you're still two and five. This is not a good season. But all of a sudden, right, you you beat the Denver Broncos on Sunday. And Matt Eberflus can come out and say, see, we kept the faith. We trusted in each other. We believed in our coaching staff. We believed in our players. We cleaned up the details and see it works. Like he's not going to come out and say, I told you so. But a win against the Denver Broncos can serve as sort of a, I told you so for the Bears. And he'll say, see, you know, you stick it out and we start to win some games. And maybe they beat the Broncos and Commanders back to back. And it's a two-game winning streak. The Bears have won back-to-back games for the first time in like three years. And they're two and three. They're almost 500. And it's like, whoa, Maybe the Bears have figured something out. And it's like, well, did they figure something out? Or did they just play two really bad teams back to back? Certainly. Okay. If you beat all four, if you beat the Broncos, Commanders, Vikings, and Raiders, and win four games in a row before you head into Los Angeles to take on the Chargers, we can have a conversation about this team figuring it out and buying into the coaching staff and the coaching staff being geniuses and Getze being a great offensive coordinator again, and Iberflus being a great head coach and defensive coordinator and all the free agent signings working out and all the draft picks working out like, sure. If they do really go on some kind of run here, we can talk about what has changed and what got better and whether or not this coaching staff has earned the faith and earned the trust. But like at this point, they don't get the benefit of the doubt. Even if you beat a bad Broncos team, like beat two of these teams, beat three of the bad teams, beat the teams you're supposed to beat because you were kind of supposed to beat the Packers in week one. And you certainly had a shot to beat the Buccaneers in week two. Maybe you were never supposed to beat the Chiefs in week three. And I think we admitted that from the start of the season. That was never going to be a winnable game. But you got to start beating the teams that you that you are supposed to beat, if your players are going to keep the trust and keep the faith and all that stuff. Because then you get to again a Chargers team that I think is just beat the Vikings. I think is a little better than the record suggests. A Saints team that just beat the Packers and have looked like one of the best defenses in football. Right, you got the Lions twice down the stretch in the end of the season. Like you're going to start to play some real football teams again, and you'll learn pretty quickly that yeah, okay, if you beat up on a bad Broncos team or something, and then you start playing a real opponent like the Saints. Maybe that'll put you back down to earth and we'll be back where we started from, right? That's kind of what I'm trying to get ahead of here is like, are we going to go on this roller coaster where it's like, okay, Bears are 0-3, the sky is falling. Bears beat the Broncos and the Commanders or whatever, or the Broncos and and the Raiders, or maybe it's the Vikings and the Raiders, and the Bears beat a couple teams, and it's like, we're back. And then the Bears get smoked by the Chargers and the Saints, and it's like, ah, this team is terrible. Fire everybody again. Bench Justin Fields again. Oh, but then you beat the Carolina Panthers. Maybe the team's back. Uh, and then you get smoked by the Lions again. It's like, ah, oh, fire everybody, bench your coach, and but maybe beat the Vikings again, and you go in the bye week thinking like, oh, maybe they'll figure something out at the end of the season. And then you get smoked by the Lions and the Browns, and it's like, oh man, fire everybody again and bench everybody again. But then you play the Cardinals, maybe you could beat. You know what I mean? I, why, why are we going to keep going on this roller coaster? Like, I want to get ahead of that and say they might beat the Broncos this season, but I'm not ready to be fooled by beating a really bad team. Like, let's see actual signs of growth. And like multiple wins, maybe, and maybe even multiple wins in a row against maybe a win against a team that's actually decent before we can start to say like, okay, maybe they're going to figure some things out. Let's let that's what I kind of want to get ahead of. Like, yeah, that's maybe what the bears are close to is things are going to start getting better here because you're no longer playing the chiefs. The bears are going to look like a better football team this week. Will it be because they're actually better or just because the opponent is significantly worse? That's what I want to keep an eye on here as we move into our Broncos previews throughout the week here on the Locked On Bears podcast. To make sure that you're ready for that Bears-Broncos game, make sure to subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. We love our everydayers to tune in five days a week to get your daily Chicago Bears fix. Special shout out to the Lockdown Bears insiders via subtext that get extra in-depth Chicago Bears analysis. We're gonna do an all twenty-two and all twenty-two video film breakdown of Matt Eberflus's defense and the coverages and why they're getting gashed by Patrick Mahomes and other quarterbacks to start the season and what they can do differently from a play calling and a scheme standpoint to not make it so easy on opposing quarterbacks join subtext.com slash lockdown bears. If you want access to that exclusive breakdown, otherwise just keep coming back for the free podcast every single day. Nothing's going to change there. And we're always going to be back to make sure you have another opportunity to bear down.